today is Luke 18, starting at verse 18. It's 1062 on the Pew Bible. The rich ruler. A certain ruler asked him, Good teacher, what must I do to inherit eternal life? Why do you call me good? Jesus answered. No one is good except God alone. You know the commandments. Do not commit adultery. Do not murder. Do not steal. Do not give false testimony. Honour your father and mother. All these I have kept since I was a boy, he said. When Jesus heard this, he said to him, You still lack one thing. Sell everything you have and give to the poor, and you will have treasure in heaven. Then come, follow me. When he heard this, he became very sad because he was very wealthy. Jesus looked at him and said, How hard it is for the rich to enter the kingdom of God. Indeed, it is easier for a camel to go through the eye of a needle than for the rich to enter the kingdom of God. Those who heard this asked, Who then can be saved? Jesus replied, What is humanly impossible is possible with God. Peter said to him, We have left all we had to follow you. I tell you the truth, Jesus said to them. No one who has left home or wife or brothers or sisters or parents or children for the sake of the kingdom of God will fail to receive many times as much in this age and in the age to come, eternal life. This is the word of the Lord. Thank you. I wonder if uh, you've noticed how many songs have uh, references to money, either in their titles or in their lyrics. Perhaps just uh, turn to one another just for a few moments, see if you can think of any songs from down the ages that have the word money or something relating to money in its title. Okay, let's, let's just hear a few. You'll need to shout fairly loud on this, but uh, hands up. Anyone who's got a good one with money in the title? Money, money, money. Must be funny. The albums of Johnny Cash. The albums of Johnny Cash. Very good indeed. Creative thinking. Creative thinking. What else have we got? If I were a rich man. That's the title of the sermon this morning. You must have more than that. Money makes the world go round. Money for nothing. Money for nothing, yeah. Money's too tight to mention. Money can't buy you love. 
There's all sorts of songs that have money in the title. I guess in a certain modern pop culture, then the majority of songs have probably got more of a theme of sex and relationships, but money perhaps doesn't come too far behind. And we've got this title this morning, If I Were a Rich Man from Fiddler on the Roof. It seems, too, that there's a rather disproportionate amount of comment in the Gospels around the theme of money. It's probably the second most common theme outside of love. And the second half of Luke's Gospel is absolutely full of it. And so if we were to look at that section between Luke 12 and Luke 22, we'd get references such as this. In chapter 12, the parable of a rich fool, the one who wants to build bigger barns. There's talk of treasure in that same chapter. Chapter 15, Jesus tells a story, the parable of the lost coin, we know it as. Chapter 16, the parable of a shrewd manager. And that classic line, you cannot serve both God and money. That same chapter, the story of the rich man and Lazarus. Chapter 18, the Pharisee and the tax collector. And then our passage for this morning of the rich ruler. Chapter 19, Zacchaeus and the parable of the ten miners. Chapter 20, Jesus' comment about taxes to Caesar. Chapter 21, the widow's might. Chapter 22, Judas betrays Jesus. What for? For money. 30 silver coins. Why is Dr. Luke so obsessed with money? Well, maybe it's that he recognises that the love of money and material things are the sorts of things that can so easily prevent people from living a full life with God. That's certainly the issue for the rich young ruler. His problem is not that he's rich, it's that money and wealth takes first place in his life. This one's for Trekkies. What's this? It's a Klingon. It's a Klingon. Disappointed in you. I thought more of you would be watching uh, the old Star Treks than that. The rich young ruler is uh, basically a good guy. He's living an upright life. He's uh, rather self-righteous about the fact that he's been obedient to all of the commandments since his childhood. He's a respected citizen. He's charged with significant responsibility. But he's a Klingon. He couldn't let go of his wealth. When Jesus confronts him and discerns his real priorities, his face drops. In the corresponding passage in Matthew's Gospel, Matthew 19, we're told, he went away sad because he had great wealth. Jesus wasn't challenging his wealth per se, but he was challenging his priorities. What was more important, God or money? The Archbishop of Canterbury has uh, written a book for Lent this year called Dethroning Mammon. And on Friday afternoon, there was a live question and answer session on Facebook around some of the issues involved. It's well worth listening to, actually. It's still there on the Archbishop of Canterbury's Facebook page. But he said this when talking about money. He said, 
We must be in control of its effect on us, not it having control over our lives. We must be in control of its effect on us, not it having control over our lives. With the young ruler, Jesus discerned that money and material things were the driving force. They were what was controlling him and his priorities. The Archbishop also said, materialism is very often not a serious problem until you've got material to have an ism about. Well, that was very clever. I think it's very deliberate of Luke to put the story of Zacchaeus almost immediately after that of the rich ruler because we're then given the opportunity of comparing their respective responses to an encounter with Jesus. The rich ruler is basically good, but he clings on to his wealth. He's got an ism. Zacchaeus, in contrast, is despised. He's a corrupt tax collector. And yet, on encountering Jesus, he gives his wealth away. We read that after Jesus came to his house for tea, he gave half his possessions to the poor and paid back four times the amount he cheated people out of. He handed over control of his money in response to the grace of God and an encounter with Jesus. The rich ruler could not and would not. We do well to reflect on their respective responses and ask ourselves, do we cling on and use our resources for selfish ends Or, confronted with Jesus, do we let go and be generous towards God and others? Remember Jesus' words elsewhere, If anyone would come after me, he must take up his cross, deny himself, and follow me. Just a simple example of that open-handedness this week. Again, on the Christchurch Facebook page, there was an image of Jan and Richard Bacon, who've just got back a couple of days ago from Kumi in Uganda, where they're working with Mission Direct. And they were handing over funds collected by the Mother's Union here and by Christchurch Fellowship Group for Kumi's Mother's Union in order to help fund a girls' hostel, which will ultimately become a vocational training institute over there. Now that's been made possible through the generosity and the open-handedness of folks here and elsewhere. Not clinging on, but giving away. Jesus was using typical Jewish hyperbole when he came up with this amusing image. It is easier for a camel to go through the eye of a needle than for a rich man to enter into the kingdom of God. That's very challenging if taken literally with a camel trying to get through the eye of a needle. But perhaps more accessible if, as some claim, the eye of a needle was the common name given to one of the low gateways entering into the city of Jerusalem, where the camel would have to stoop low and have all its baggage removed to have any chance of getting through into the city. Difficult, 
but not impossible. Wealth can be a barrier, but it need not be. And when we talk about wealth and when we talk about the rich ruler, let's, let's be real, let's remember that us gathered here this morning, virtually all of us are in the top 10% in terms of wealth and income. Top 10% of the world's population. Wealth can be a barrier, but it need not be. That's why it's vital that we take the camel verse alongside Jesus' next recorded line. His response to the crowd's question, who then can be saved? The crowd are thinking, camel, eye of a needle, just not possible. What's he on about? But Jesus says, what is impossible for man, for humanity, is possible with God. The gospel is good news for the poor and good news for the rich. And by God's grace, all of us, every single one of us, can access true faith and purpose in him. And so the challenge this morning is very simple. Don't be a Klingon. Don't be a Klingon, but embrace God's grace. And let that grace flow to others in the way in which each of us uses our time, our money, and our material resources. Let's just be still for a few moments as we reflect on our own situations. How do we view all that God has blessed us with in material terms? How do we seek to use it to honour him and glorify him? Are we people who cling on? Or are we people who open our hands, open our wallets, share our possessions, give freely in response to the grace God has shown to us? ever more generous as people in our attitudes, in our behaviour in our giving, in our loving work in us we pray for your glory Amen